episode 54 is underway. My name's Trent, and I'm joined by Jason. Hello. What's going on? Same old thing, another podcast. That's right. That's right. We're back again. Yeah, and this week we've got just a few different random topics we're going to throw at. Yes, why not? A couple songs as well. Okay. And just have at it. I mean, was there anything before we get into this first thing you want to... Um, there is something I just remembered. Yeah. Uh, I got a crowbar shirt. Oh, did you? The day, yeah. Yeah, if you go to martyrstore.net and you're fat fuck like me, they have like triple X, quadruple X, all that stuff. Uh, they even have five X. Don't worry. I didn't need to go that big. <laughs> but I got, and they had crowbar, they had hate breed. So I decided to splurge and I got one. So thanks to Jamie Josta for thinking about fat dudes. <laughs> I actually like a, I don't know if I told you that a couple months ago, I got a crowbar and a kingdom of sorrow and a thy will be done shirt. Yeah. In a bundle from Martyr Store. Really? Because they were all like clearanced out screw up shirts. Screw ups? Yeah. Like, like what they have on them. Like one was like off center a little bit. Like the Kingdom of uh, Sorrow, and then like the Thy Will Be Done had some mark on the side. Really? And then I can't remember what was up with the crowbar, but it wasn't anything crazy, and it was like 12 bucks for all three of them. You didn't so tell me this. You gotta tell me this stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. See? Shout out to Martyr Store. That's right. They got some good shit, and they send you a compilation. Uh, they send you stickers, maybe. It's awesome. Yeah, and I hear him say sometimes if it's hate breed stuff, he'll toss in... An autographed Josta picture or something. Yeah. On random orders. Yeah. So cool. it's cool stuff. That that's something we can talk about. Did you see the the new lyric video for AD they put out? Hey Breed. No. He didn't. It's pretty good. I listened to the song. Well, like I saw a stream. Well, did you hear the song? Like, okay, yeah. that's all that matters, really. What'd you think? Well, Hate Breed is great. Well, I think this was uh, an immense departure. Something like they've never done before. Just kidding. It's hate breed through <laughs> and through. It just pounds <laughs> you over the head. You fucking love it. You know it. Why fix it if it's not broke? Uh, hate breed AD is badass. I can't wait to hear the whole album. Yeah, May thirteenth. <clears throat> That's is right. The day that drops, as well as Devil Driver drops the same day. That's right. And they've got a video out for Daybreak. Well, I don't know if it's an actual video. It's just like some promo video. Yeah, it kind of shows all the different yeah. bundles you can get. But I mean, you, get you can to hear, the, hear song. the song. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is great as well. And you, yep. you've, that's another thing. One more thing. See, we're like, what the hell are we going to talk about? Hit record. <laughs> we got shit we can talk about. Right. Is, um, you know, you, you know, there, Dez was on, uh, the Josta show. And, you know, I know they're coming to Rocklahoma. So I want to get, you know, more into them. You've always been into them. You've always championed them. And I never not liked them. It's just there's so much stuff out there. I just never got around to really, getting into them really deep right. well i did i made a whole playlist all their shit i mean it's really good stuff and i just hit random so i might have got an older song or a newer song it doesn't matter yeah uh, so it's pretty cool stuff and i see why that you've been you know so nuts about them over the years you know <laughs> was there anything that jumped out or does it all just kind of hit you at once so you can't remember yeah it all hits you at once and <laughs> you know i'm walking around at work with the headphones in so i can't really like you know remember song titles all the way right but that that new song daybreak i think is really cool yeah so yeah i'm looking forward to that for sure as much probably not as much as hate breed just because i've always yeah. been a little bit bigger fan but pretty much close to as much exactly and you you can get that new album on like gold vinyl or something oh yeah yeah that's crazy nice I got something random that's on the opposite spectrum of this. Okay. I just wanted to toss in because I read it today and thought it was cool. Phil Collins. Okay. Oh, I saw this link. Did you see? Yeah. Like, that he's free, he's putting out all his, I don't know, all his early albums reissued. Yeah. And he took new pictures and replaced the album covers with, like, him doing the exact pose now. <laughs> As opposed to them. <laughs> and I'm just like, how was this not thought of by someone before now? Yeah, I know. That's just genius. Because he's Phil Collins. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> nice. So, well, good Phil Collins. Good mad, for keeping it creative. Yeah. Mad props for that creativity. That's right. <laughs> it's it's just, it's the creativity, the, the creativity is, is in the air tonight. <laughs> it just is. Yeah. 
Well, one of the big things we wanted to talk about was Book of Shadows 2 came out this past Friday. Yes, Zach Wild uh, finally did it. He hauled off and uh, released a Book of Shadows 2 on us. Yes, first official solo album since Book of Shadows 1 in 96, <clears throat> which, in my opinion, most Black Love Society albums are solo albums by him anyway, probably. Yeah. You know, kind of in a roundabout way. W- but. Which is, that's why the, this whole time I thought it was kind of weird that he was doing Book of Shadows too. Just do another Black Label Society album and make it an acoustic one like, you know, like Hangover Music kind of was. I don't know. Well, maybe he wanted to separate, because you know, they're still a little bit different sound. They're well, yeah, different sounding because Hangover Music still had the, you know, it was kind of like Unblackened was. Yeah. Where it was more plugged in even though it had acoustic stuff to it yeah but book of shadows outside of a few songs was just stripped down pretty much you know yeah and, and and you know i like i said i asked myself that question but when i heard the record you know it answered it pretty quick because it really is i mean there it's really less like it does not have a black label vibe at all right it, it does have a solo vibe it does have a you know you do kind of feel like you're listening to a a companion of you know, Book of Shadows. Like yeah. The first two songs, uh, Autumn Changes and uh, uh, Tears of December, you know, there's no distortion. There's no wild ripping solo on any of those. It's just real tasteful, you know, mellow, bluesy, you know. And, and Zach hasn't really done that in a while. He's He's been letting it rip for quite a while. So it's good to uh, to see him use some other voicings for a while. Yeah. Well, speaking of voicings, that's the first thing that jumped out. I think I told you yeah, that. Yeah, true. Was that his vocal style is reminiscent of what it was on Book of Shadows. Yeah. Because once he got into Black Label, he started singing not as, I don't know what the word is, not as clean. Yeah, he's, you know, gruff. Yeah, even on the slow stuff. Exactly. Yeah, because on Hangover... He still had slow acoustic stuff, but he was using that rough voice. Yeah. And sometimes it, I don't know, sometimes it was a little different, you know? Well, I need to preface all this by saying that Book of Shadows is not just one of my favorite albums. It's probably my favorite album of all time after Appetite for Destruction. There you go. So, expectations were like... I tried to keep them low yeah definitely because to me that's just a masterpiece of an album and you know zach wilde's never put out anything i didn't like but i i expect there's no way this is going to live up to this yeah exactly and after listening to it it obviously it's not on that level to me but it's as close as it could get you know just there's there's a like the first song that jumped out at me instantly was lost prayer that was a good one. Like that's the first song on the you know in the you know in the track listing that jumped out at me that, that I thought this could have been on Book of Shadows. It's that good, but I'm not saying the first three aren't good. They're great songs. Yeah, but like the songs "Lost Prayer," "Eyes of Burden," uh, where are we at? "Sorrowed Regret" and "Useless Apologies" all have this real Book of Shadows feel to me. Definitely. You know, all the rest of them have that same style, that, you know, that acoustic bass and then the plugged in solo, you know, and some piano here and there. But those tracks just jumped out as saying these could have been leftovers from Book of Shadows 1, you know. Yeah, yeah. Eyes of Burden, I think, really jumped out at me. That was one of my favorites. I think that is my favorite overall. Yeah, and, um, you know, I I really liked Tears of December. Yeah. Yeah. I think I just like that, you know, he's getting back to that and he's going to concentrate on that for a while because, <clears throat> like we've said, I mean, you know, Zach is a guy that can do a, a trillion different things. I mean, look, just look at what he did with, you know, going to, from, uh, you know, Experience Hendrix to, you know, what's that one called? Generation X. Yeah. You know, and then he's going to, you know, go right into, you know, Book of Shadows. So the guy can do so much. So. And he did Black Label Run right before yeah, Hendrix, yeah. so it's like... It's good to see that he can get back to... He can make the switch, and it's still... he still got it when it comes to that slower stuff. See, that that's always been my thing, is that... You know, like I said, I love everything he's done. I love Black Label. I love the heavy stuff. 
but even with Black Label, his slow stuff is where he shines. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, there's great, you know, Black Label heavy metal that I love as much as the next guy, but when you take songs like Last, Last Goodbye. Goodbye. Holy <laughs> shit. Crazy. Last Goodbye or, you know, some of that stuff on Hangover, House of Doom, you know, wasn't really slow, but, you know, more stripped down. Yeah, exactly. Or Stepping Stone. Uh Spoken to Will, obviously. Oh yeah, that's that's that one will that's a tearjerker. You almost that that one will almost make you want to cry. Yeah. But all that stuff and then even with Pride and Glory with like Machine Gun Man and uh Loving Loving You Loving Woman. Loving Woman. Sweet Jesus. Yeah. Like that's just where he's like he's a master at that at that style of music. Yeah. And that's yeah, why I was really so is. happy whenever I heard he was doing this album. Yeah. When they announced it last year. Because I never really thought, like you said, I never really thought this would happen. Yeah. I just figured we might get another Hangover Music style album yeah. eventually. Exactly. But I'm glad it happened and it's lived up to at least what I hoped it would be, which is a great album. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, I think it'll be in my top 10 or yeah, I would think top definitely. 16 of 16 or however <laughs> the hell it is you want to do it next <laughs> right. year, you know, or this year later on. I think my only, my only thing against it, I would say, is that there's... There's piano in this, but not, not much. Yeah. And there's not, I don't think there's any song where piano is dominant. Like there is a few on Book of Shadows and then throughout. Yeah. Throughout the, the, the last song, The King, that, that uh, kind of has true. a lot of piano. Yeah. And that's that a great be, song. Yeah. Yeah. True. That's probably the slowest song on the, on the album. And it's a great song. But, yeah. Um, and the only other thing is like, it's not really as diverse as Book of Shadows was either. Yeah. When you think about it, because you had stuff like, I hope you found what you're looking for and, you know, a million miles away. Yeah. And, uh, well, and it's funny you Road say Back that. Home, they yeah. just had a totally different feel than all the other songs. Yeah. It's funny you say that. I, I was kind of, you know, it's a pretty somber record. Yeah. I was waiting for a song <laughs> to kind of pick up and have a way, a little bit of, excuse me, maybe a little bit of a groove, but it never really. Yeah. It stayed pretty dark, and that's fine. It's a great record, but I, I see what you I see what you mean there. That's funny you said that about Somber because, you know, I got this Friday when it came out, and pretty much didn't take it out until yesterday to yeah. listen to Anthrax again. <laughs> but you know, I was listening to it all weekend, and we were driving on Sunday, and Tracy heard it. You know, when we were driving, yeah. And after like five or six songs, she's like, "Why is every song in this album so damn sad?" Yeah. And my, it's Book of Shadows, too. That's right. I mean, Book of Shadows, you know, the first one had a couple songs are uplifting. For the most part, it's just a, yeah. you know, a sad, somber type duel. It, it, it <laughs> definitely is. It definitely is. <clears throat> maybe don't maybe don't listen to this record, like, late at night when you've been drinking a lot or something. <laughs> right. And you're by yourself. Or if you're already in a, a sad state. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Uh, do you think... This well, you mentioned he's. Have you read he's going to go into this like in a live setting, or do you know? I don't know. I mean, I know that he did put a. There's a European tour. Remember the thing, and, and he had just like one solo guy opening for him, and it had the whole the the poster had the whole book of shadows theme to it. So he's doing something. I don't know if he's got to have a band behind him or. If he's just like doing him and him and Dario just unplugged, you know, I don't know what he's doing. Well, you know what? Uh, <clears throat> I think it's Heavy Montreal or one of those festivals that are in May. Yeah. Um, he's he's playing it two days in a row. Black Love Society and Zach Wild. Really is what it's listed as. Yeah. So one of the days I assume is this. Yeah, it's got to be. It's got to be. Yes, yeah, so that's my wonder if he's going to do it like he did the first tour was just him and Nick with the yeah. two acoustic guitars and a piano. Yeah. If he's going to do the same style of thing again, because that would be amazing. That'd be, that even, be, that'd be even better than, you know, Unblackened. Than Blackened tour, yeah. Yeah, I know. That would be uh, quite the spectacle. Yeah, that would be definitely a road trip worthy. Oh, yeah, which, show. which by the way, that was one of my, that's one of my top five shows of my whole life. Was him at Kane's oh, with yeah. just him and Nick back in '96. Yeah, same here. That the candles and just the piano. That was, uh, um, that was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had in a live setting. Yeah, and and I would you know, agree. 
the afternoon, in that afternoon, seeing him at the record store, just, you know, at the little meet and greet, and he did like two or three songs. Yeah. And he was just sitting, like how we were sitting, uh, far apart from each other, playing that acoustic guitar. Yeah. That, that was, that was amazing, you know. Yeah, and you should have went when me and Thrasher went to Oklahoma City the next day. I know, I know. Saw well, him three times in a row there. I, well, I'm not <laughs> as fortunate as you guys. So, fuck both y'all. Right. <clears throat> yeah, because then after that show, we met him after the show. And yeah, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. Keep the fuck off. Keep going. Yeah. What, what, we got a song to play next or what? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, nothing else. What did you think of the Sleeping Dogs with Corey Taylor? Uh, it was okay. There's some didn't parts really where add I didn't, anything to it. No, I. <laughs> there's some parts where I mean, it didn't suck, but I thought that doesn't even sound like him. Yeah. But I'm not a big, you know, the the old. I maybe listen to one Slipknot song every two years. I don't know, <laughs> and I don't really listen to Stone Sour at all, so I can't say. <clears throat> yes, yeah. I mean it was cool. I just don't know that. It, it didn't really change dynamic or anything, yeah. so I don't know what the... Well, that's why it was a bonus track. That's true. You know? But, yeah, this whole thing, The Levy, is a great song. You know, pick this thing up if you like Zach Wild in any capacity. Definitely. Definitely. How about we're dorks? We said last goodbye at the same time. Yeah. Jeez. It's a stepbrothers that's... moment. Did we just <laughs> become best friends? <laughs> That lets you know that it's an amazing song. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's not on this record, though, so I don't know why we're talking about it, but hey, anyways. I was talking about how throughout his career. That's right. He's always had, okay. Yeah, that's where he excels. Well, we're going to move on now to a song. Yes, this is a good one, too. Yeah, this band is out of Georgia, and they're, uh, they're called Undead Viking Mafia. Which fucking rules? Yeah, I, the, when I saw that, I'm like, you know, that's you know, when you're sitting around trying to think of band names, that's not something that would have popped in my head, but I wished it had. Yeah, so I, I could not. say that I thought of that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> you would be cool forever. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's just play this before we talk about it. Undead Viking Mafia. The song's called Stone of Morax. <laughs>
That was Stones of Morax from Undead Viking Mafia off their new album, No Trials for Traitors. This album just came out yesterday. That's right. So get yourself out there and check this thing out if you liked what you just heard, which if you're a person listening to this podcast and you like hard and heavy music and you don't like that, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you need to get your grubby little paws on this record for sure. And this song is badass. It's got this like, you know kind of groovy stonery thing you know i really like the guitar tone it's not like you know it's it's you know their mids not turned all the way up and it's not like overpowering it's just nasty and raw and but and then they've got like sometimes they do like these deathy kind of vocals over it which i don't know it's just uh they really kind of nailed something cool on this song yeah it's like if you took <clears throat> Took some Crozier Conformity, some Malines and the Sons of Disaster, some random stoner rock. Yeah. And then went out into the woods and lit a fucking bonfire <laughs> and tapped a keg of Shiner and fucking raged till eight in the morning. That would be this song. And that would be a good fucking time. Yeah. That's what I feel whenever I listen to this for okay. four minutes or however okay. long it was. Well, and again, you know, they have like one of the most badass band names ever. Yeah. And I like that, how you said like the the that deathy kind of stuff like they're in the middle like mm -hmm. it just all of a sudden drops down for like 30 seconds or something where yeah. it sounds like a death metal song yeah almost yeah. it's still kind of a little groovy under there in the guitar but the vocals you know and then it kicks back up and the whole thing's just got that somewhere between a stoner and a doom and a groove metal band you know that yeah dude it's just badass stuff man yeah and this whole album you know i listened to it today and just great stuff, and hopefully we'll have a review up for it here in the next week or something. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know it. Undead Viking Mafia. Look them up on Facebook. Atlanta, Georgia. That's right. Well, speaking of podcasts, since that's what we're here doing. Gotcha. We just wanted to throw a shout out to Devil You Adore, band out of Stigler, Oklahoma. That's right. That we actually played them here probably, it's probably been a couple months ago now. And we uh, have kind of get we've got to know Travis Davis, the drummer. That's right. And you know he came over to my place after Iron Maiden for the after party. So we raged. Yeah, raged. Well, they just recently had an episode of the Nothing Shocking podcast that they were guests on the whole band, and that just came out here a few days ago. So go look that up. Give that a listen. Support other podcasts if they're good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Support and, these guys, and they're you know it's a it's a great band, you know. Oh yeah, that's right. And they you know they gave us a shout out, so oh yeah, you know that's 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 a, an amazing thing, and we appreciate it. Definitely, and we're we've talked to them. Hope to have them on the podcast. Might get them when we're at Rocklahoma because all of them are going to be out there. Yes, they're actually playing. They're playing like three times, yeah. aren't they? Yeah, they're playing three stages. I saw yeah. today it was the they're playing the Jaeger. The Camp Jaeger retrospect, you know, Thursday kickoff party. Yeah. At like four. Four. We'll I think be he there. said it's the first, there might be the first band going on. That's awesome. And then, then they're playing the GA, the new GA rock stage, which is in the GA campgrounds on Saturday morning. And then Saturday night, late after those times aren't set because it's just after the headliners go yeah. on. Exactly. They're playing late Saturday night back at Camp Yeager. So this is, if you're going to Rocklahoma, you've got three chances to check these guys out. That's right, so you better do it. Yep, and look them up on Facebook as well, Devil You Adore. Well, what's next? Is it Blackstone Cherry time? Blackstone Cherry's up, and we need to get into this, and we need to talk about this. Yeah. Okay, if you no, don't mind, let me just... Start going. Let me rambling. just start, okay. okay. You're going to be a, an old-time rambler? Uh, you like that that I segue might, there? Yeah, well, you know, it was just the <laughs> Rambler, but uh, old said, time. I thought he said old time in the I, song. I, I, I don't know. You're throwing me off here. Sorry. Look, here's the thing. Blackstone Cherry's been around for a while now. I'd say what? Ten years, I think. Ten, twelve years. I think the first album was 06. And, and you know, and they're, they're just pure, genuine loud straight up just rock and roll i mean they've got a pretty heavy edge to them uh <clears throat> you know uh 
uh, Chris Robertson's voice is like, you know, it, it's unique, it's badass. Uh, these guys can write songs, they can rock, and for some reason they they just don't get. I mean, we said it, uh, you know, we said it a few weeks ago when we talked about their live album. They, they just don't get quite over the hump in America. I think they're a little bit bigger overseas, but I, which is just to cut in, which is kind of funny because. Oh yeah, most no bands, shit. most bands in that ilk, you know, that the radio rock, the mid-range kind of hard rock bands, don't, don't, yeah, don't get big overseas, but they do in America, yeah, and they kind of, which is a, a testament to them because, you know, overseas people seem to have better taste in music well, than yeah, America. Well, so, definitely, there you go. Well, the thing is, is I think what helped them overseas is, you know, they they have a good, you know. Classic rock and arena rock is really big there, right? And they've they're they're steeped in the roots of rock and roll, the roots of hard rock, and, and I think the Eng the British appreciate that. Yeah. And I think having a label like Roadrunner starting out, I don't think they're on Roadrunner anymore, but I think that really helped them because Roadrunner's global. They 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 put all their bands all over the world, so I think that helped them. But it's just. You know, it's like to see them, you know, on a, you know, opening for Nickelback and, you know, uh, and Seether and stuff. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> you know, the, sorry, but I mean, the, these guys are just, well, you they're think. way better than just some radio rock band. And that's good that that's their sound and that they can get played on the radio, but they're so much more than that. And they deserve so much more than, you know, going on at 2.30 uh, at Rock on the Range. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just don't get it. They're, I, I, I don't know. And, and then this new album comes out, and it's, it's really fucking good. Uh, you know, I think it's the, the best thing they've done since their debut, or the Devil Between the the Devil and the Deep Blue Sea. Uh, and, and it's just, I just really hope these guys. Uh, I'm glad that they're on tour with Volbeat. I think that's a great match for them. You know, I hope they keep uh, going this direction. Uh, and and I hope that you know crowds kind of smarten up and see this band of what they are really. Yeah. Well, let <clears throat> me tell you a, a story. Okay. <laughs> I because I thought of this whenever I knew we were going to talk about them. I just thought this was kind of funny. Going back to two thousand six, or okay. that's when it is. I think. Um. Back before Facebook and the MySpace days, you remember how. You know, and Facebook bands can't message human beings, you know, <laughs> like yeah. if you have a personal page. But in MySpace, a band can message anybody they wanted. That's right. So, you know, you'd get crap in your inbox all the time from just some, I used to get all the time because I guess I'd like a lot of bands. So then other bands would say, hey, if you're a fan of, you know, Megadeth or you're a fan of, you know, Mr. Big, you know, <laughs> they, they just see this shit that I liked, you know, you might like us because we sound like this. You know, and I just get these all the time, and most times I just, like, say, fuck it, and skim past yeah. it. And, but I got one from Blackstone Cherry. This was before they, you know, were really getting any radio play or anything. I think the first time I had him come out. Mm -hmm. But I just remember it because it stuck out to me because the name was a little different, and I thought their logo was cool. Yeah. That little thing with the cigar, you know? Yeah. And I was like, hey, that's kind of interesting, but I still didn't ever click on it. <laughs> and, you know, I kept... I think I've, I think I followed them on MySpace, but then just, so I kept seeing some updates and, but still didn't listen to it. And then I'm in Texas at my grandma's house, um, being my dad and sister and families out there. And it's after my uncle had passed away and we were out like tearing down, you know, trees and all this crap around some of their property out on a farm yeah, and just clearing it out, you know, to help out my grandma and so I'm in his uh, full-on John Deere tractor, massive fucking tractor, <laughs> pulling, you know, trees behind it with a chain. And I've got, and it's the, you know, my uncle, you know, used a tractor in the farm all the time, so he had the good one that was enclosed, had an air conditioner and a radio. Yeah. And I'm driving, you know, the tractor with the radio on some channel from Woodward, Oklahoma, that was playing rock music. And I'm like, this is a brand new song from a band called Blackstone Cherry called Lonely Train. And I'm like, I know that band from MySpace. So I, <laughs> it started playing, and I just stopped the tractor and sat there and listened to it. 
and the rest is history. That's right. And look I'm what like, happened. I'm like, this song is badass. I bought the album like based off of hearing that song. Yeah. Off a shitty radio and a tractor. <laughs> and and there you go. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, but that first album is um still to me. It's just kind of. I'm that way with a lot of bands, you know. But that first album, I don't think they'll ever top in my eyes. Yeah. But you don't have to because this new album, like I said, Devil in Deep Blue Sea, are great albums. Yeah, they are. They are. I, I think that there's the new album, by the way, is called Kentucky. I think it's a progression. I think they've matured. Uh, you know, I did a review. I don't know if it's up yet, but it will be up very shortly if it's not. By the time you hear this, it'll be up. Hell yeah. <laughs> I've said, I said in the review, there's no white trash millionaire. There's no blame it on the boom boom. And like I said, I'm not knocking that stuff. We need that stuff. We need to have a good time. <laughs> we, you know, we need to let loose and, you know, just kind of, you know, not think about shit and just have fun. But at the same time, you know, these guys matured and they did some uh, some really great riffs, some really important songwriting. Uh, it, it's just... Um, <clears throat> It's what you'd it's what you'd hope a band like this would do. They know that I think, you know, they're on a new label. I mean, I don't know from anything, but I'm just saying what I think as a fan, you know, I would hope that they know that they, you know, they need to they need to make it to that next level. They need to stop fucking around, which they're not really fucking around, but <laughs> I mean, you know, you just have to have that mentality of we're going to go for the throat here. And I think that they did and they stepped up everything. They stepped up their performance, their songwriting, and uh, you know they grew up. They grew up a little bit, and I mean it just makes for a great record. Yeah, and there's there's different stuff here too. Like I know you point out in that view, in review, uh, Rescue Me. Yeah, where it starts with that really clean, happy Beach Boys esque thing. Yeah, and then it just and like it goes into probably the heaviest thing they've done. Yeah, it just like, like close to one of the heaviest balls into oblivion. Yeah, close to one of the heavier faster songs they've ever written, you know. Yeah, I mean that's such a And it's a, probably one of the probably the best song on the album. Yeah, it's that's such a great fucking idea and it's a good risk to take and yeah. I mean, you know, and that's what I'm saying. You you know, you don't see fucking pop evil doing that shit. I mean, sorry. I don't give a fuck. It's just that's why I just don't understand why, you know, they get, you know, I I don't know. It just you know, this band needs to be like, you know, headlining Brady Theater or something. Yeah. Not, you know, I don't know. Anyways. But, I mean, they got that cover of War, which is just badass, and it's great for his voice. Yeah. I mean, it just, it, you know, I mean, I don't know. It's just badass. Uh, fucking Soul Machine. Oh, yeah, that's I mean, a great song. I mean, you're going to be fucking singing S-O-U-L yeah. all fucking day yeah. long after you hear that thing. Yeah. You know? That thing is just, that reeks of what they are at the core, I think. Yes, you know? yeah. And The Rambler, the last song, which is, you know, their ballad, yeah. it's just real simple, and it's uh, really touching and moving. Uh, I mean... It's a great song. Yeah, this this band, I mean, they just... People, go fucking listen to this band. You know, they're, they're, they're more than you think. You're going to find a lot more going on with this band, and you're going to be like, holy fuck. <laughs> How have I not listened to this band sooner? Uh, you know, I, I'm trying to get their attention. So, you know, <laughs> well, you, I, I will champion this band forever. Well, you mentioned the Rambler, and I was thinking, you know, going back to the first album, like Hell and High Water. Yeah. You know, had a little bit of success as a single. Yeah. And then In My Blood from Devil in Deep Blue Sea, you know, it was had a lot of success radio yeah. wise, I know. And those are great songs. And that's the thing, you know, it's like when a band has success with a good ballad, then they tend to write more of them. And some of them just come off like they're trying to write too many ballads. Yeah. Shine Down, for example. <laughs> but, you know, Blackstone Cherry is just great at writing ballads. Like Rambler and what's the other one? Long Ride. Yeah. They're just great songs. And they're not writing these things just to try to get a radio hit, I don't think. You know, no. maybe Blame It on the Boom Boom was that way. But <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you know, Long Rider Rambler written that. You can tell that these are, like you said, emotional-based yeah. songs, you know? I would like to think, I would hope that that's kind of the 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 South in them, you know? Yeah. The, the, the rural in them, I think. 
And I say that just because, you know, we're kind of in the same, you know, the same situation. Yeah. You know. Well, what's your, just going off of this album, what's, what's your favorite song of theirs of all time? Of all time? Well, of all five of their albums. Oh, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I like The Way of the Future. I think that's a great mm-hmm. song. Um, you know, I really love this cover of War. Um, I think, uh, I think Rolling On. Yeah. I mean, you know, that that's fucking amazing. Uh, things My Father Said. Oh, yeah. Which, you know, in, in my situation just, you know, tears me up every time. You know, turns me into a ball of tears. Uh, and, you know, when you can do that, you know, with your music, you know, you've, you've made it really. Uh, I mean, uh, I don't know where, you know, God. Maybe someday to me. <clears throat> yeah, that's a great song. Maybe someday and Rolling On are probably my two favorites. Yeah. And then Soul Creek from the second album. That's, that's a good one. That's and a really then, good one. And then Killing Road or K- Killing Floor. Sorry. That, dude, that yeah. song is massive. Yeah. Massive. Yeah, that's just. I was, I was talking about Rescue Me, but that, even though Rescue Me is faster, that might be their heaviest song, yeah. Killing Road. And it's just so well, well written, you know, and you, even though it's heavy as hell, you can sing along to it, it gets stuck in your head. Yeah. I like, I liked Such a Shame. Oh, but, yeah. you know, uh, Between the Devil and Deep Blue Sea was such a great album. Yeah. You could really, you could really, like, that say last song, any... Stay, is another example of a yeah. great ballad. You could you could say any song on that album, yeah. You know, but I mean, you know, that's just uh, again, this band just they've got it all. And if you haven't really got into them, go get into them. And speaking of rolling on, we saw them open for Black Level Society at the Canes Barroom. That's right. In two thousand six, something like that. Yeah. yeah, it was a long time ago. Yeah, it was the end of 2006, yeah. <laughs> and uh, after the show, or after they played, they were over at the merch table, and I went over there and had them sign my ticket stub, and John Fred started talking to me, Yeah, and I don't remember what, and I told him I got the album, I love it, it's great, yeah. you know, typical fanboy stuff, whatever, <laughs> and he's like, so what's your favorite song of the album? And I said, rolling on. And he said, man, I'm starting to get all kinds of people telling me that. Maybe we should start playing it live. I'm like, you absolutely should. (laughs) And I've seen him, what, a couple more times since then, and they haven't played it. I know. And so I'm calling out John Fred. That was 10 (laughs) years ago. Maybe you should start playing Rolling On. (laughs) Hey, they can play whatever they want. That's true. You know? But when you come in the Midwest, you know, play Rolling On just in case we're there. Yeah, just for these two dorks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, this is a Kentucky's a great album these guys don't do any wrong oh yeah they yeah. can't and like you mentioned there's also a review up on the page of the live album which came out last fall i think it was yeah you know so these guys are are pumping out music you know in your standard every two-year fashion so just That's right they're out there and like you said if you're not into them you've got a catalog of stuff you can get into that's right me and mary jane did you like that song yeah that was a good song yeah that yeah, that I like I like the last album too. We didn't even mention that. We yeah, kind of skipped over it. You know, but, there's a kick-ass version uh, on YouTube, an acoustic version of uh, Me and Mary Jane. Oh, really? That's that's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I know that the the first album there was I think maybe a reissue or something. Yeah, there's something that came out later where you there was acoustic versions of like maybe someday Lonely Train, Hell and High Water. Yeah, and maybe something else. Um, but you can find acoustic versions of all those, and they're great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, you got any any other Blackstone Cherry stuff to gush about? Oh, I think we uh, I think we uh, we did it up right there. <laughs> well, let's play some more music. Why not? This one's short and sweet, and a kick in your face. Which is what we love. <laughs> this is called Daikaju is the name of the band. That's right. And the song is called Spiral Serpent Strike. (laughs) 
Eternal Serpent Strike from Daikaju. These guys are out of Alabama, even though they sound like they're from the shores of Okinawa, right? <laughs> I don't know. That's from the album The Monster of Surf. It's a compilation of like 22 different, um, you know, surf rock, surf music bands. And this is, yeah, this isn't your typical Dick Dell thing. This is a little more amped <laughs> up, you know, for the rock metal crowd, but yeah. it's still fits perfectly into that mold oh yeah it definitely it definitely uh brought back memories of the dick dale concert i went to about 15 years ago or so oh yeah i forgot you went to that yeah at the other side where he like walked out and he started the show by just walking out through the crowd and then up to the stage anyways <laughs> back to daikaju uh you know surf rock we're glad that we could get some a different kind of rock going on this episode yeah uh and you know introduce it to you guys uh, this is a great song. It's uh, frenetic. It's amped up and, you know, talent for days. Uh, you've seen these guys live, right? Yeah. And Talk was... about that because, I mean, just seeing the picture was an insane. So you got, <laughs> you, you got to talk about that. Yeah, it's one of the most more memorable <clears throat> things I've seen live. Um, I didn't even plan to go see them because I didn't even know who they were. <laughs> this was probably two the year before last, maybe. Yeah. And... I think I think it was 2014, and uh, we actually went to a club downtown to see another band that a friend of ours told us to come see. So we're down there hanging out. You know, there's five or six of us, and our friend Eric Reese yes. says, hey, there's this, he's like, I just walked down to the Sound Pony, which was like two or three clubs down from where we're at. He's like, and there's this crazy awesome band in there. You got to come check them out. I think you like them. And I'm like, all right. You know, because we were just sitting there, I think, drinking beers, waiting for this other, whoever it was. I don't even remember who it was. Yeah. That's how non-memorable that was. <laughs> well, anyway, I walked down there with him, and it was, you know, unbelievable. First off, the Sound Pony is extremely small place for yes, a band to play, if there's any kind of crowd in there. And, like, literally, you've got to walk around sometimes. The, depends on the way that stuff's set up, even though there's a little area, but if there's if there's like five members or something, you're going to have to like kind of walk around yeah. a member to get by. But anyway, they're, it's all, you know, instrumental from what I remember, just like this song. And a couple of them had on masks, paint and whatever. And they start, you know, partway through, they just start handing the guitar. You know, I think the guitarist handing the guitar to someone, you know, they don't even know how to play guitar and they're just like, what the hell, you know? And then I start strumming it and then he grabs it back and he'll run around and like hand it to people. And they just kept, you know, just getting a little bit more and more as it went on. And then at the end of the show, they start, they grab the bass drum and lift it up and walk out and hand it to the dude in the crowd. And this dude's kind of like, what the hell, holding the bass drum up? And then they start grabbing the rest of the drum set and walk around and hand it to everybody around him. And they assemble the drum kit in the crowd with people holding it up. Oh, my God. And then the drummer walks out there, climbs up on someone's shoulders. I was thinking, I can't remember if they put the stool up there, but that would be kind of a balance knack. I think he was on someone's shoulders. And uh, he just starts playing the drums on top of the crowd. And... You know, and then they hand the, they're playing the guitars and then they hand the guitar to Eric, who knows how to play guitar. So he just starts playing it, <laughs> even though it has probably not even anything to do with what they're playing. But then he's holding it up and everybody's holding the guitars and bass up and the dude's just playing a drum solo on top of the crowd. And I've seen other pictures where their guitars are on fire and that's insane. It's just something to see live that, you know, even if you're, even if say you're not really into surf rock you still got to check this out. Yeah. yeah, It's definitely. fun as hell. You know, and I just saw today they're playing all over the place in America in June and July. They've got a bunch of dates lined up. Mm-hmm. They're traveling across the country. So look them up. It's just daikaju.com. Hopefully, hopefully uh, they come back here because I'd love to see them. Yeah, I saw they had some open dates, you know, in this area of the country. So I'm hoping they hit yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma City or something. Yeah. And that's uh, DAI. K-A-I-J-U. Yeah. Look them up on Facebook or, like I said, .com. They've got a website up. They're all, they don't even have their names on there. They're like Blast Man, <laughs> uh, Guitar Man, Bass Man, I think. It's all like just generic titles. And That's then, awesome. And it's all kind of got this, you know, Asian vibe to it, you know, with like the way they describe their their sound, you know. It's all cut up language you know? yeah 
It's just nice. It's a cool theme, you know. It's kind of mixing different styles together and or a different a theme with his style. It's not normally yeah. based off that theme, you know. And but yeah, a live a live band to behold for sure. <laughs> well, I got to see him. Yeah. Well, we we done rambling. I think so. I think I think uh, I think we got it. I think we got another episode in the bag. Yeah, got thethunderunderground.com is where that Blackstone Cherry review is that Jason mentioned. We've also got several other reviews up there for Kill Switch Engage and that Blackstone Cherry live album. Yeah, uh, tons of other stuff. A lot of local stuff as well. Independent bands. Look up Undead Viking Mafia on Facebook as well, once again. Find us on Facebook. It's backslash The Thunder Underground. We're also on Instagram and YouTube at the same thing, The Thunder Underground. Periscope's Thunder Underground. Twitter's T-H-N-D-R-U-N-D-R Ground. And the website that has all this is TheThunderUnderground.com. All the podcasts are on there. SoundCloud.com backslash thunder dash underground is also where all the podcasts are hosted. 53 other podcasts. We've got quite a few where we just talk about different topics like we just did. That's right. We've got a bunch with all kinds of interviews we've had from Joey Allen of Warrant, Ian Hoglin of Europe, Sid Falk, formerly of Overkill, a two-part one with him. Yeah, Kyle Gunther from Battlecross. Uh yeah. The Sword. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Richie Cavalier from Insight. Yeah. Yeah. We've got quite a few local and regional people. If you're from the Tulsa area, people you probably know. All kinds of stuff. Yep. Get on there, look it up, listen to some old stuff. Hit us up in the comments on Facebook or SoundCloud. Let us know what you think. We've got some interviews lined up. We've got William Fish, formerly of Framing the Red, coming up. That's right. Lots of other stuff as well. So, anything else you want to say? Thanks for listening. Yeah. Yeah, if you've listened more than once, or if this is your first time and you plan to listen again, we appreciate it. Damn right. Sharing our stuff helps a lot, so do that. If you have a company and you want to sponsor us, do that as well. Hell yeah. Yeah, thethunderunderground at gmail.com. You can also send your band there as well. Send us music if you want us to review it or play it. We'll do it. All right. Until next time. See ya. Thunder Underground, y'all.